Come on. Spending too much time on social? Is your daily screen time over two hours? Are you a little bit overweight? Not saving enough money? Any or all of these are familiar. Strive could be for you. The Strive two-week online boot camp will help you to detox your mind, body, and money, getting you on your way to a happier, healthier, wealthier, and more confident life. Go to strivedetox.com, S-T-R-I-V-E-D-E-T-O-X.com, and get your mind, body, and money right. Welcome to Money Savage, a savage approach to personal finance. This is George Grumbacher, and the time is right. Welcome to today's guest, strong and powerful Tyler Heyman. Tyler, are you ready to do this? I am ready to do this, George. Excellent. Let's do this. Tyler is the founder and CEO of Prism Financial Concepts. I'm excited to have you on. Tyler, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Sure. So, as George said, my name is Tyler Heyman, uh, and George, thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. Um, I've lived in Arizona now since uh, 1985. I, I came out from the East Coast, uh, brought some hockey with me. I played hockey here in Arizona in both DYHA and the Caja Leagues uh, since the late 80s. And I now coach hockey for Pinnacle High School, where my son plays. I've also been married for 19 years to an amazing woman, Stephanie. She's a highly sought-after international photographer and a devoted mother to our two children, uh, the other of whom is Paige, uh, who's a soccer goalie and, and I'd say, a, a budding, budding gluten-free cook. Nice. Uh, as to yeah, part two of your question, <clears throat> as you said, I'm CEO of uh, Prison Financial Concepts, a company that's dedicated to affecting positive and lasting change to the way that financial advisory services are delivered to and used by entrepreneurs and investors. Perfect. So, what, what, you uh, grew up where playing hockey? I grew up in Connecticut playing hockey. Okay, nice. What uh, city? We're going to go deep into uh, Connecticut here, just, just, just for a second. Yeah, cool. So I was uh, from a little town right outside of Hartford called Rocky Hill. I remember the Italians owned everything. Big Louie and Little Louie owned the the corner grocery store, and uh, I used to have a great time going in there. They'd always give me a candy bar whenever I came in with my mom. Nice. Okay, perfect. Well, my wife is from Connecticut, and uh, anyway, she went to Quinnipiac, and they made the national championship in the uh, in hockey a couple of years ago. So anyway, and yeah, Tyler, you you probably you know I'm I'm from Duluth, Minnesota, and my my UMD Bulldogs hockey team are back to back national champions. So we are nice. Yeah. Anyway, it's a little bit of a sidebar into hockey for for everybody who's listening. So, all right. So you you've you've been at this for for a while, and your model is 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 different. the 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 way that you've chosen to structure your business is different. And I'd love to love to sort of talk with talk about that. Sure. I believe that that we're serving a growing market that lacks a voice. Um, our customers are, are typically business owners who own companies that generate between about a half million dollars of revenue and maybe $25 million of revenue or or sales annually. And they're having difficulty making confident capital allocation decisions between the business and the personal balance sheet. In other words, they're not, they're not really sure uh, when to reinvest back in the business or maybe, you know, when to diversify resources outside the company. Which certainly makes sense. 
right? Or why, what, why do they lack that confidence? You know, the, I'd, I'd say business owners um, get to a certain point by being a great technician. And they rely on a host of people to help them get past the technician stage. And I would, I would say a technician is somebody who's, you know, who's good at doing what they do, but they, um, you know, they're not really sure how to, how to create the operational structure or the financial budgeting or financial accounting procedures uh, to grow and scale. And so when they, when they start to solicit advice from their various uh, providers, they tend to run into some challenges, namely, you know, they've got disjointed folks, you know, CPAs telling them one thing, financial advisors telling them another thing, uh, business consultants telling them something different. And there isn't really somebody that at, a, at, a, at the business's size where the personal balance sheet and the business balance sheet are relatively fluid. You know, sometimes they need to take money side to fund the business, et cetera. Um, you know, it's tough to have that one person that really understands the, the the uh, tug of war between those two sides. <clears throat> and so we, we built PRISM around the concept that we could empower these entrepreneurs to make more confident decisions by regularly being able to frame the decisions or the choices that they had um, with the resources they had from the business from a highest and best use point of view. So constantly reflecting with them on, you know, what the choice might mean to, to reinvest in a certain way in the company or, or infrastructure or human capital versus, you know, taking that out and doing something different with it. Nice. Well, I appreciate that. So is this, is this a chicken or the egg kind of a thing where you have somebody who starts a business and they have their circle of advisors and then they outgrow them? Or is it a function that, and you can tell me that I'm wrong at, at any point, or is it a function that there's just not um, a lot of people doing what you're describing in the marketplace? Uh, you know, there's certainly very few people that are doing what we're doing in the marketplace, George. Um, you know, I got, I got started down this path of providing a service where we effectively untethered the price of the service that we deliver from the investments that our clients have to, you know, to quote unquote manage. And, and that's, a, a, that's fairly unique, less than 3% of companies in the marketplace. Um, when I started in this, in this model about six years ago, offered a service like this. I think today more and more companies do, but very, very few um, offer this as an exclusive service. And, and we provide this we, we effectively, uh, you, might, you might hear it called flat fee. <clears throat> it's, a, it's a flat monthly pricing solution. Um, we provide this solution because we believe that, especially for the business owner market, it um, you know it really helps to support this highest and best use of where resources should go by minimizing any conflicts and you know uh, minim- uh, sort of aligning our interests with with those business owners. Um, but in, in terms of being a, a chicken in the egg, I, I think there's. Uh, you know, there's a lot of business owners that, again, just don't have a voice for how to ask for it. And the advisor community, by and large, has just not picked it up. So, you know, I industry itself, hence our, our objective to change it. And, um, you know, even the regulatory environment that, that regulates it. And obviously, we've got to get a, a sort of a critical mass of customers that understand that it's out there. And and, know, and give them the words to you know to be able to ask for it. 
Appreciate that. All right. So you, you mentioned a couple of the reasons from a regulatory standpoint, or I, I guess, why is it that there aren't more? Go back to that. Well, uh, it's a, it's a heck of a lot of work. <laughs> I mean, uh, you really got to roll up your sleeves and deliver value. Number one, because when you work on effectively a monthly retainer model, you, um, you know, if you're not delivering value on a, on a sort of a scheduled basis, uh, that's, you know, with clear expectations for the customer and, um, you know, things that are important to them, then you're not going to have customers for, for a very long time. And it also requires a, a level of knowledge or a team that can, you know, can deliver on a variety of, you know, reasonably complex financial planning objectives. So I, I think, you know, if you're getting started in the industry, it, it's kind of tough to, to just jump right into this kind of a role. Um, if you've been in the industry for a while, you tend to, as a, as a provider, as a traditional financial advisor or, you know, uh, investment advisor, you, you tend to follow the path of least resistance. You can have a really great business just, you know, managing investments for uh, investors of all kinds and, uh, you know, and, and under an asset under management pricing model, um, you know, and, and and it doesn't take all the, you know, the extra effort of, of digging in and doing the financial planning work that we do day to day. Got it. Fair enough. So from a the from from the standpoint of actual business owner of an entrepreneur um what are some of the challenges that that you run up against in explaining something that's different like is, this is a really good thing that I'm offering you but you're probably not familiar with it and you maybe never even heard of it mm-hmm. that's a great question you know <clears throat> the the concept has been really well received george we generally, when we talk about what we do, we, we find a lot of folks who are quite interested in, in learning more and eventually coming on board as customers, if, if it's the right fit for them. And, you know, you've, you've been in the industry for a long time as well. And I think you understand that, you know, not every consumer fits in, in every service solution, right? Um, but, but for us, uh, the, I don't think the challenge is so much articulating the, uh, you know, the, the value proposition it's um, you know it's it's a little bit of the complexity that goes along with just something different, yeah. right? If you're used to paying for money management services, I pay my fee, I get my asset management, and then I get a smattering of other services provided my, by my advisor. And there's broad acceptance, or sort of, <clears throat> um, you know, there's there's uh, market acceptance. Your neighbors are all doing it that way. Your friends are all doing it that way. Uh, it, it's a lot easier to just go down that path. I think we're, we're naturally a little reluctant to to try something different, even if it really feels right, even if it really seems like it, it makes a whole lot of sense. And and the, the foundational belief that I have here is that, you know, number one, uh, the most dangerous words in the English language are uh, because we've always done it this way. Right. And I don't, I don't think that we should just keep doing things one way because that's how we've done them. And I think the world's really changed a lot uh, in the last 20 years. And as a result, you know, uh, these kinds of services should be evolving with them. So, yeah, we, we really need to just continue to uh, help people understand that different can be good for the right the right customer. Yeah, well, I certainly appreciate that, and I think that it certainly, as you're describing this, it it intellectually makes a lot of sense to me that I would certainly want to, as a business owner, want to have somebody 
to be able to understand what my ultimate or help me to maybe clarify and crystallize what my ultimate objectives are. And then to make sure that that everybody on my financial team is doing what they're supposed to be doing in as cohesive a manner as possible. Is that is that sort of? Yeah. I don't know if I summed that up. Yeah, well, well, well said. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a new kind of of approach to making the best use of capital, right? There's a very there's a high human interaction component where we have to integrate with team members, you know, such as CPAs and attorneys and and uh, and we and we have to interact with the investment managers or the other professionals or the private companies that our investors have invested in, and so there's a there's a lot of human touch and a lot of um, you know playing playing well in the sandbox with others, right? Um, because ultimately it's our job to coordinate and, and own the understanding of the of the you know the objective the life use of resources that is the goal of our customer and then help them to contextualize and put into perspective the opportunities for putting capital to work in different places and in, in terms of understanding the risk understanding the reward comparing the options and then you know saying no to some things and yes to others uh, with them and i have to imagine also you know from from an adoption standpoint of getting the actual entrepreneur to move in this direction, well, then you need to actually also uh, somehow get the other advisors, the the CPAs, the attorneys, the investment, whoever, to also shift their paradigm. And because I'm, I'm sure that there are some control issues and probably some trust issues between advisors. Yeah, there can, there certainly can be. And, you know, in, in our model, we really, I think we went a, a fairly long way to sort of lock the the door um, of, of all operating as a full-time fiduciary, not doing any commission-based business or any transactional business, which we have nothing against, but we just feel that in the format that we're going to advise our customers, um, you know, we need to represent them in their best interest always and first. And, um, you know, in, in that capacity, we tend to be able to, to step into other relationships with a reasonable amount of credibility. Um, so our background and, and experience and knowledge, as well as our, you know, our compensation structure, which puts us in that fiduciary role, and just the driving force of, of you know, the mantra of wanting to and, and needing to as a business deliver value, uh, you know, puts us in a position where it's it's easy to just have very productive conversations with other, you know, with other folks. Maybe not other financial advisors if we happen to work with them. That that can be a little, you know, can be a little odd. But but typically, um, you know, with other professionals, uh, we we get along really well, and it tends to be a pretty easy relationship. Yeah. So, what what does what does a typical engagement look like? Is it probably a lot of work early on or it probably really all depends yeah uh, we we have a few well two steps in the main personal service offering process and then we've got a secondary offering a fractional CFO service that we provide themselves and so the the steps are pretty simple um, you know in, in stage one we're doing planning uh, if you meet us and we like each other and we think we can add value, then we spend about 60 to 90 days um, really turning over all the rocks and clarifying all of the information, really getting 
uh, a good understanding of what your opportunities are, um, what the potential issues are that you face, and you know, uh, developing the pathway to um, take advantage of the opportunities and or mitigate any any risks associated with um, you know with the issues that we find. And so once we once we finish that planning period, we've we've usually you know reached a point where there's sort of a general uh, peace of mind, if you will, by our customer. And, and you know we we've, we've really uh, gone through and, and looked at every insurance policy and investment and you know private placement and, and we've uh, understood the businesses and cash flows and uh, from there if it looks like there's work to do on an ongoing basis that could include money management uh, advisement on assets without management um, you know just uh, general planning services and, and coordination as well as the ongoing organizational maintenance then we we step into what we call ongoing planning and we can provide any or all of those services under that engagement. Nice. Appreciate that. Yeah, I imagine that uh, you mentioned 60 to 90 days turning over the rocks. You know, that's a lot of a lot of information and relationships and past history and family dynamics and everything else that <laughs> yeah. in order to, I mean, right? Oh, yeah. Just that's so much cute. stuff if you're really going to get down to uh, – the the bottom of of what's most important to people and and why they made the decisions that they made and 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 the decisions oh, that yeah. they're going to be making in the future and everything that I imagine you know you 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 must be like part CFA part CPA part psychologist <laughs> <laughs> yeah it certainly feels like a twenty years in the business and uh, I can tell you that I've worn all those hats more than once yeah I, I like it. Well, Tyler, Savage Nation is ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? Excellent. You know, I, I, I've lived this myself in my business and personal life. I found it to be enormously valuable. I would say that, um, you know, get clear on your personal and business values and hire and manage both your, your team members and your business and the providers that you choose to align yourself with personally to those values. Uh, I think your outcomes will be vastly better if you if you do versus don't. Well, I think that is great stuff. That definitely gets it. Come on. Come on. Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. Where can Savage Nation learn more about you? Well, um, <clears throat> folks can call us at uh, 480-661-1236 or email Marie in our office at info at prismfc.com, and uh, we're here to help. Nice. You have a website, I'm assuming? We do, www.prismfc.com. Perfect. Well, Savage Nation, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Tyler your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas. Uh, give him a call, shoot them an email, go to prismfc.com. I will list all of those in the notes of the show. Thank you again, Tyler. Thanks, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight because we are all in this together.